From the Stephen Piercy smash release, that is uh, Shut Down Baby. And just before that, we heard, you know, that Illuminati song, Chris, that 10 miles wide, you know, because <laughs> Steve, Steven's into the Illuminati and the Bilderberg group. And yeah, I hear. <laughs> and a guy who might know a little bit about that because this guy is uh, flying high and coming off of a major worldwide tour with Bow Wow Wow. Our good friend, uh, Eric Ferentinos. What's going on, Eric? Hey, fellas. Good talking to you. It was great to see you recently. Yeah, it was It was an honor to see me. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun, man. We had fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Eric, uh, you know, we wanted to have you come on the show because we want to talk about this goofy Jeff Young thing. But before we get into that... Um, you, we, both Chris and I, uh, met up with you while you, while you were out on the road with the motels and bow, wow, wow, and went in Rome. And, uh, we, uh, had some laughs, shared some drinks. And then before you knew it, you got your ass kicked right off the tour because of what? <laughs> um, you know what? I finished the tour technically. I mean, we had, uh, we had two shows left, uh, the LA show and the San Diego show. And I don't know, for some reason, uh, Lee uh, Gorman was feeling uh, some anxiety about me playing the last two shows for some reason in my hometown. And he was, uh, considering having some previous guitar player come in to play the last two shows, which was kind of weird. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think that I will likely be rejoining, the band because uh, the singer and I get along really well and we had such a great time out there and everybody seemed to love the performance and everything. So I think it was just something that he and I have to iron out. Okay. Well, I I think that is odd that you're home in your home turf and you know, you probably have (laughs) a lot of your friends come out and people come out and support you and the band and stuff. And they go, yeah, that's not the show we want you to play. (laughs) <laughs> well, the irony was then the whole music industry just shut down a day later anyway, and nobody played the show. So uh, that was definitely one of the first shows to go when uh, this pandemic really started to hit. Um, and then just like dominoes, all the gigs started canceling out for the rest of the year, it seems. So, you know, quite right. devastating. But, you know, for more, and I still, you know, talk to the singer and, from what I understand, I don't think he was like sure that was the right move to do anyway because we did have a good thing going. So uh, there's a good chance that when the tours start firing back up again, hopefully this summer, I'm hoping that well, uh, we can work things out and I'd still continue to play with them because it was a lot of fun. Well, when you're an arena level act like uh, Bow Wow Wow, and, <laughs> you know you're you're playing in front of you know twenty thousand fans a night. It's got to be devastating for you. <laughs> you know what? The, the shows they weren't uh, arenas or anything, but they were house gigs, so they were they were actually fun. I enjoy playing shows that size. It's like not as stressful, and uh, you could connect with the people a little better. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I had a great time uh, every every night. The one in Rome band, we shared a dressing room with them. Uh, the tour itself, I mean, was like a van tour, you know, so we were cooped up. It wasn't the best conditions, and it was winter. So <laughs> day one was going through a blizzard in the Rockies, you know. I thought we were going to die. Um, 
so with all the stress, I mean, when it came time for the show, I, I made sure to have fun. I was all hopped up on Red Bulls and vodka and <laughs> bouncing off the walls. And I, I have to remember that it's not the Stephen Piercy band. You know what I mean? It's, it's Bow Wow Wow. It's a different genre. They're not as obnoxious as, like, the rock crowd. You know, I know. so I have to. I, I, I thought you fit in really well. I mean... I mean, performance-wise, it definitely didn't look like a rock guy on stage with a bunch of, you know, um, new waivers. It didn't look like that at all. You fit right in with the with the show, and and it was just a lot of fun. And, and certainly backstage was a lot of fun. We had a ton of fun the night that I came out. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I remembered it. So I was, I was a little confused myself, but... I think it was best explained to me that I was on 11 and I need to bring it down to like seven. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, why, why would you squelch a guy who brings energy to the band? Another good question. <laughs> it just, well, you, you, you know gotta, what? You got to remember who you're talking to here, Eric. You're talking to the be- <laughs> the two best interviewers in the whole world. When it comes You're asking to, all the right questions. When, when it comes to musicians <laughs> and stuff. I mean, we, we are by far the best. <laughs> you guys are the fucking best. You know that. <laughs> well, dude, I hope you do get back in the band. You know, as a non-Bow Wow Wow fan, I will say I had a ton of fun, you know, at the show. And not just not just the hanging out and drinking and being silly in the dressing room Come stuff, on, yes, but, it was, Chris. You know that's your favorite part. Not, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's not my favorite part. It's my least favorite part in most cases. But... But I enjoyed the show. I mean, the show was the show was fun. It was high energy. You know, it, it was it was way more fun watching them play than when they wheeled out the crypt and brought out Martha after. I mean, it was holy smokes. Motels sound amazing, though. They are amazing musicians for sure. Uh, and I think after about halfway through the tour, they did start kicking it up a bit. Seeing our show. The guitar player all of a sudden was trying to jump around more and stuff to kind of not be shown up, I think. Because <laughs> usually they don't move around. Anytime you can make a corpse sing in key, that's good, dude. So, I mean, they were... <laughs> oh, wow. Well, well Eric, I, I want to call Chris out on something here. Okay, okay, go ahead. Chris is not a gear guy, but I, I admired your Gretsch. Right. And, and Chris said, yeah, whatever, fuck that thing. He thinks it's a big, stupid fucking guitar. Yeah, it's just a big, dumb guitar. <laughs> it is. It's a big, dumb guitar. You could have made the same music with another one. <laughs> but I, I compared your Gretsch to what Billy Duffy plays. He goes, yeah, fuck the cult. I hate them, too. Damn right. <laughs> no, yeah, the, uh, I like the aesthetic of it. It looks cool. I mean, but, yeah, I'm used to, like, playing a Les Paul, you know, heavier guitar i could beat people down with but th- this was different but it enabled me to kind of move around more too so they're pretty lightweight you know but uh it was it, it was interesting you know preparing to do that gig it was the music is so much different than what i had played uh before but i tried to embrace it and uh most of it it's just uh it's unfortunate man everything that's going on right now so it's, it's a bummer no end inside i mean there's shows that we have to make up they got canceled. Uh, at least three House of Blues ones. So I, don't, I just don't know when that'll be. Well, we'll we'll support you if and when you come back this way, Eric. Just make sure you have your uh, have your whiskey ready. 
<laughs> That's right. I'm having some right now. <laughs> nice. So are the you? Debo's going. Yeah. So so, do you know anyone in the LA area that's got this virus at all, or you, you know? You know what? I, I the interesting thing is, and I talked to a lot of people, you know, here about it. We all were sick, like in January, pretty bad, you know. And but it was before they really pinpointed it as being here. So I don't know if we already had that. You know, we might have. And somehow you survived. Yeah, we, we survived. I mean, because at the end of the day, yeah, it's just a flu. Mm-hmm. Um, it was persistent, you know, the dry cough. And I think, um, you know, being on the road, it's like you don't get the rest. So it took even a little longer to get rid of. But, uh, yeah, we recovered from it. But now it's like a big deal, you know. People are wanting to get tested and all this. I wouldn't know, you know. But it's it's everybody I talked to seemed to get sick around that same time, like early January. Right. Well, tell tell us about uh, one of your favorite shows that stand out for you. Anything interesting happened, you know, during that time you were out on the road? Was there any something that stood out for you at all? <laughs> that stood out for me. Um, you know, probably not. There was only one show that stood out for me was Valentine's Day where we uh, we played some kind of like Masonic Center or something. It was really trippy. It was like all it was the Egyptian room, actually. Did you walk and like an it was in Indiana. It was in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. And it was a trippy it was a trippy place, but uh, the crowd it was a packed show but we could not get a, a reaction. Uh, out of them for some reason and I was I think because it was Valentine's Day I was like drinking a little more <laughs> than usual is there a correlation to that maybe you know it's just yeah I was just like lonely or whatever it's Valentine's Day <laughs> uh, but I was drinking I noticed the crowd wasn't giving anything back you know and uh, at some point um, I was I, I must have yelled at them or something <laughs> and uh but then I apologize at the end. I'm sorry, guys. You know I love you. I'm like, I'm going to come out there and fuck you in the face. <laughs> it's like, yelled at the top. I'm like, probably should never have said that. Um, but, yeah, that show I just remember because we just weren't getting any kind of reaction out of that. It was really weird. All the other shows, we totally got a great reaction. And uh, that one just stuck out to me as just uh, being a weird night. So basically what you're telling us, you didn't get any on Valentine's Day. No, I don't think so. I don't recall that. <laughs> you don't recall. <laughs> no. Uh, but overall, you had a good time on, how long did that little run last? What was it, about it a was month? It was two months. Oh, two, two months. Okay. Yeah, so, it, I mean, I think we were just all frazzled by the end of it. Because the routing was really bad too, so it was like a ton of like eight to ten hour drives, almost every day it seemed. And I did a lot of the driving uh, on there. We're just cooped up together, and I think so. At the end, that might account for the uncomfortability or something there towards the end. But I think in retrospect, we all did have a great time together. That's why I have a, a good feeling that when. Uh, if things fire back up again, I'll probably have something to do with the band again. Plus you, plus you had the CMS to listen to to keep you uh, occupied. <laughs> That's right. 
We did have all the podcasts to listen to on the road. Did did any of your bandmates listen, or was that just a personal listening for you? I know we even uh, we listened to your recap of when you guys came to see us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you were calling the singer. You just called her the hot chick. She liked that. (laughs) She liked that actually. I couldn't remember her name. I couldn't remember her name, so she was just the hot chick. Dinsey. Dinsey, yeah. We call her Dinsey. Her name's Kristen, actually. Kristen Densmore. Densmore. Yeah, but we just call her Dinsey. Did you get any of that, Eric? (laughs) No, no. You know what? I respect her so much. I really do. Uh, She is a fantastic uh, performer, amazing singer, uh, just a good, positive person. And I personally, I've never been in a band with a chick before you know so that was a different experience but it was easy to respect her you know and so i never i didn't go there uh with that she's really cool man i mean she was fun in the when we were all hanging out she was she was a lot of she was busting my balls something awful i was like all right i like this girl (laughs) and she loves rock i mean she's younger i mean she's 32 i think but she loves aerosmith and van halen and you know, she knows all that stuff from from her parents, and but she she chooses to listen to it and loves it. Right. Uh, and I think Aerosmith is her favorite band. Uh, and you know, so and she's kind of a, a rock chick in a way, but she's very versatile herself. Unlike yep. unlike Billie Eilish, she actually knows who Van Halen is. <laughs> yeah, it tripped me out with like because in the car, you know. Once you get on the road, you stop getting radio stations in, so you have to, like, plug in the people's phones and get their playlist, and hers came on, and it had, like, Van Halen 1984 album on there. I was like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> So, uh, no, she's, she's definitely cool, and I was kind of looking more at the long game, you know what I mean? Just, just trying to get the band back to where it should be, and you don't need that kind of BS. Right. You know, going on. So we treated her like a sister. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) No, as far as chemistry, we definitely had it, though. She and I, for sure, like uh, on stage. And she knows it, and I know it, and the the people know it. And uh, we don't want that to end. And she doesn't want want that to end either. We talk pretty much every day anyways. And we've been sending each other music and and stuff so it's not the end of of of, uh she and i's relationship at all but uh we just need to patch things up here with the band and figure it out all right right very cool all right all right eric uh well chris had shared with me uh this podcast i guess and i guess jeff young had made some kind of an odd statement about uh, a song that you were very instrumental in performing and writing and with uh, Stephen Piercy, ten miles wide, claiming that's right, <laughs> claiming that uh, it has something to do with the Illuminati. Well, that's right. Jeff pointed out that uh, Stephen and I are both in an Illuminati sex cult. <laughs> Which I thought everybody knew that. I, I was, I, I have to admit, I was unaware of that part of your life, Eric. I, I text with you, what, just about every day, and somehow that never came up. <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, we're just a, a Facebook fan slash friend, 
said, "Hey, did you see this?" and and, and sent it over. And now you guys, what you're talking about is a is literally a conspiracy video, which I love conspiracy videos personally. I'm all about it. So, and I even knew the guy who is narrating your hosting the podcast there, Zachary Hubbard. I used to like actually listen to that guy a couple of years back. He's into uh, gematria, which is kind of a numerology of sorts. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of that. Not really. But, yeah, it's basically uh, encoded numbers and letters and things like that. And But, unfortunately, it gets kind of jumbled, and you could you could associate any of the letters and numbers, and it's all there's a lot of coincidence that you could look too far into. Uh, right. and, and whatnot. So it was, you know, anyways, this thing gets sent. I'm like, holy shit, he's talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> and Did so you? I was looking at it. Now, it, it, to their credit, um, certainly, you know, Stephen, you know, with, with, as far as the video that we did, it, it, this happened, I think, in like 2015 or 16 or something like that. He wanted to do... A, like a Stanley Q Kubrick eyes wide shut masquerade party thing. And, you know, and I agreed to do that, you know, and I, I went in and did the scenes that you see in the video. We have the masks on, like we're at the ball, the masquerade ball, but, uh, somewhere in the editing department, uh, at also at the time, mind you, I was informing Steven a lot about Illuminati stuff and, uh, Freemasonry and explaining it. And he was interested in those sort of things. He was kind of learning about it and he wanted to like do a video like that and put some of those right. things on. But I think maybe it kind of came out like we're, uh, supporting it more <laughs> than just, you know, like if you were to make a horror movie and put Dracula in it with some crosses and stuff, doesn't mean that you're a Satanist, you know, you're just making a horror movie, right. you know, but <laughs> in this scenario, Jeff, for some reason, has it in for Piercy big time. And I've watched this kind of unfold over the last uh, couple of years, and it's it's unfortunate, you know. And, I, and he did, in the beginning of that video, Zachary gives some misinformation about that. Uh, Jeff did try out for Rat. Right. They were doing their mass tryout. But according to that video you guys are talking about, they said like he had the gig and he decided not to play with them because uh, the band's clearly you know Freemasons or Illuminati or <laughs> <laughs> which that's not what happened. I mean I wasn't there, but my understanding was that he was very difficult at the at the tryout and they ultimately, long story short, they ended up asking him to leave. That it was that bad. Jeez. So yeah, so that's there's no truth to the beginning of what Zachary says when he gives the background on why uh, Jeff even knows who those guys are. But then uh, when uh, Steven kind of came off the rails, uh, when was it, a year or two ago, and he had those string of bad gigs, Jeff was all over his Facebook trying to smear Steven and just bring attention to that. It, was, it got real personal, and obviously that must have come from him not getting the gig and rat he was upset because he he jeff has a a show also like a truther show uh was it uh music without boundaries i think 
which okay. I also listened to that for a while. Like I was actually friends with Jeff on my on my Facebook for some time, and then all of a sudden he just dumped me off of there, and I didn't know really what happened. And then I saw that he had tried out for Rat, didn't get it, was crying on his on his social media platforms about it. And, uh, you know, here we are. It looks like he now has, like, sent this video of ours over to Zachary to try to make, you know, I'll say make Steven out to look like whatever, but I kind of took it personally myself because I wrote that song. And, uh, you know, when Zachary starts doing the gematria on the title of the song, 10 Miles Wide, he's putting the numbers together. He's like, yeah, yeah, that, those letters equal 127. That's a Scottish Reich. <laughs> like that's just crazy man i mean uh, 10 miles wide it was just like the work i came up with that and it was just a working title because whenever i write a composition for steven for the solo record i always i don't just send a no title on the mp3 i just like come up with a title for it and, I, I, and sometimes steven uses that title sometimes he doesn't sometimes he switches it right away to something else that one, he liked the sound of it, so he kind of built the song around it. The, the lyrics in no way have anything. They don't make all that much sense anyway, but they don't have anything <laughs> to do with uh, any secret societies or anything like that. Uh, so it was just funny to see this dude take all the time yeah. to try so to make a conspiracy so you, out of this. You didn't name the song with your calculator? You did it? Uh, no, you just named dude. It? <laughs> <laughs> Anything but no, no, not at all. I mean, I struggle for that too because I'm always like, oh, this is the full music thing. I got to send this over. Oh wait, I got to do a working title before I send this over right now. And I'll just like rack my brains. You know, I don't even know how how that those three words even came into my head. You know, uh, I think Stephen had a song called Open Wide or something at one point. It was like Open Wide, uh, Miles Wide, ten, 10 Miles Wide. It was like pretty much just like that, and I just stuck it on there and sent him the idea and he liked the song and he wrote the lyrics around that. I, I, when I, when I say write the song, what I mean by that is I, I just send the composition. I'll have like the arrangement, the guitar, the bass and the drums. I send it to him. He's got a whole musical song to work with and he just has to come up with his vocals for it, right. which we still do to this day, by the way, Stephen and I still work together. Um, I've gotten two songs, new songs from him in the last couple months that are both really good. Are they, and, are uh, they written, are they written and endorsed by the overlords of the masonry? <laughs> well, of course they are. <laughs> How else would we do them? <laughs> well, I'm glad it got the stamp of approval. <laughs> That's right. Many blood sacrifices were made. Hmm. Well, I, I got to tell you, Eric, uh, you know, that Smash record is still one of my all-time favorites. Uh, you know, the, just the diversity in that record. I told you this in person, but just just the influences in that record and each individual song is just an amazing record. I mean, just, just the old-school references, anywhere from Rat to Led Zeppelin to Blue Oyster Cult to, you know, you could just hear the influences in so many ways and it just melds together to make, even though it's familiar, it's fresh at the same time. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Dearly. Thank you. I'm that glad you that last it. song that I played that shut down baby heavily uh, influenced by Zeppelin. 
Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I mentioned that before, but, uh, you know, all over the many years that I toured in the Steven Piercy band, we would uh, just listen to hours and hours of Zeppelin and Aerosmith and all those guys' favorite songs, and I loved it. We'd be smoking weed, going down the highway, listening to that shit. It was great. And uh, so when it came time to be writing, at that, you know, when that came out five years ago or whatever, definitely those influences were there for sure. Well, let me ask you something, Eric. I, I talked to Steven about this, and since we're talking about Smash, the, the, the poppy song Lollipop. Right. Is that a hat tip to Van Halen's Ice Cream Man? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> or, uh, or uh, no, more like not Ice Cream Man. I would say uh, more like Beautiful, beautiful Girls. Beautiful Girls, yeah. Exactly. Definitely. That was, I mean, he, he went Beautiful Girls on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that record was interesting cause, uh, you know, I, as I said, I've always given Steven, uh, musical demos, you know, ideas for songs. And sometimes I don't hear much from him about it. Years go by. So like, I, you know, half the songs on smash, some of them were like, he had been sitting on for like a decade. And some of those ones were some of the older ones, uh, lollipop particular i mean that was one i had given him in the early 2000s or something and <laughs> all of a sudden he's like hey we're doing this i was like really <laughs> nice yeah yeah eric but, would you would you like to tell the, the folks in the chat room to suck your dick for whining about you ripping off led zeppelin with um with that riff <laughs> uh with on shutdown babies yeah well i don't think uh I don't think I, I actually ripped off anything directly. I mean, it has that vibe for sure. It's got the pagey vibe on it, but if you put it up against, like, what song did I rip off? Tell me. Well, they're saying in the in your in my time of dying. We'd have to ab that okay. somehow. We'd have to ab it, but yeah. it's I'll not like it. vanilla <laughs> vanilla ice and Queen or something. <laughs> Was like, uh, I'll see it. Da, 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 and then Vanilla Ice is like, well, mine goes, da, 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 da. I mean, it's not <laughs> one of those fucking situations. No, I mean, the, the influences are definitely there. I mean, it's not a direct, you know, uh, copy, but it, the influence is there. You can definitely hear the influence. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and no, he is. I mean, uh, Jimmy Page, I, I, I feel like I spent my whole life listening to Jimmy Page. You know, since I was four or five years old. So I think Jimmy Page lives in all of us. <laughs> right. Well, I'll just say it. I'm looking forward to your new song, Stairway to Seven. Can't wait. <laughs> Stairway to the Illuminati? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I would prefer Stairway to the Perfect Seven. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, there will be uh, there will be more music for sure, and, it's, and right now it's like that seems to be what everybody's talking about. It's uh, um, doing new music right now because there's nothing else to do. So right. I know Stephen's all about it. Now, now, do what? you do you anticipate Stephen uh, going and doing some solo stuff? You know, once once things get fired back up, I know he's pretty involved with Rat at the moment. But uh, do you do you anticipate uh, rejoining Stephen and going out as as Stephen Piercy's band? 
Yeah, he, he has talked about that. I, I knew that it was going to be a while till that happened. You know, I, I was guessing three years minimum just with them having to do a new rat lineup, recoup all the BS from the lawsuits and everything that, you know, him going out solo would have worked against that. Um, and I, so I knew that there was going to be a hiatus. Uh, and that's why I was doing other things and, you know, gladly took the bow wow wow thing, uh, and so forth. But I think that, yeah, like probably maybe a, a year from now or so, uh, absolutely. We could end up doing that again. And I think that's why I'm not playing in rat for that reason, because he does intend at some point to play solo again. And we just, you know, I'm a big part of that. You couldn't do both. No, I don't think I could have done both. That would have been weird. Why would that be weird? He does both. Well, I mean, it comes down to, uh, promoters and, you know, them go, well, it's just your solo band. You know, I mean, I I know they don't want that. They don't want to, when it comes to rap, they already say that now. They're like, oh, this is just Steven's solo. So can you imagine if I was in there, then it really would be his solo band and they'd never hear the end of it, you know, because it's just, we played together for so long, you know, 19 years plus years, you know, it's its own thing. And I know that's how he looks at it and he doesn't want to, give that up to meld it together and bring it to the one thing. I've accepted that and it's okay. You know, I like what we do. I'm I'm going to say it. You don't have to agree, but it's okay for you. I think it's bullshit. Personally, (laughs) I think you should absolutely have that gig in rat. You know, if there's a better payday to be made, it should be you who's been with them for 20 fucking years. Well, I I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no to it, but I mean, and a lot of people have assumed that uh, when this other guy left, that they were going to pull me into that. And I'm flattered that people thought that, but uh, I mean, truth be told, I have not heard one peep out of those guys. You know, usually Steve would be the first one to go, Hey, we're going to be trying people out. Why don't you come up? Or, you know, there was no talk like that. So I, I, I honestly, he and I haven't even discussed that aspect of the, who they're going to get. Uh, for this tour. I just know that our communications now are the music that he and I are working on together and that's it. You know, I mean, but he did make mention, you know, in text and so forth that he does want to do another solo record and he does want to do shows to promote it. So that's his words, you know, so according to him, the answer is yes, we are going to play together uh, again at some point. Very cool. Now, yeah. when bands are going to play together again, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're not Nostradamus? Oh, wait a minute. Is he part of the <laughs> Illuminati? <laughs> he, probably, he probably was. <laughs> no, nope, I have no crystal ball. What do you guys think? Have you guys, you guys have kind of talked about it a little bit. Talked what's, about what's what? your guess? Well, just about, about this virus and shutting everything down and like, when does Chris and Neely think that shows are going to start happening? Again? I, I'm going to I'm going to guess probably by June. That's what I think too. I think we're going to be shut down into April. Then people will slowly. It's not going to be everybody returns to work all at once. And mm-hmm. and and you know as well as I do, routing is not instant. So you're gonna 
you're going to literally have every band on the planet trying to route a tour for the same 150 venues at the same time. So you're going to need two to four weeks to, to get the routing all worked out for bands. And I think, I think a lot of bands, and, and this is the part I'm sure bands haven't thought about yet. And Eric, you could probably shed some light on this. I think a lot of bands, not the big, big bands, but the, the smaller bands are going to be really surprised that they're not going to be playing the house of blues anymore. They're going to be playing, you know, Joe's crab shack in, in <laughs> bullshit. Montana I agree. I agree because Montana. there's not enough weekends in the year. You know what I mean? They're gone. <laughs> you know, whatever Friday's good show they had. Well, now they got to squeeze this other bigger band in for that, you know, trying to make their, like you said, the bigger bands are going to, they're going to try to accommodate first that people actually bought tickets for. <laughs> and then the, the oh. smaller bands that they have to paper the shows a lot, those they're probably going to not get their shows rescheduled. Right. right. Well, it's like here in Cleveland, in the Cleveland area, like we have like three or four major venues that do, that are about um, House of Blues size. You know, we, we have like three, three, four, five of those venues. And you only got two days on the weekend. So that's at most, what, 10 bands, 10, 15 bands. If you do three band bills, well, that's going to leave a whole lot of bands that normally would be spread out across, would have been spread out across, you know, March, April, May, you know, without, without somewhere to play. And they're going to end up playing smaller venues, less money. It's going to take a while. The industry is going to, the music industry, I think is going to take a humongous hit. I think the bet, my personal thought is the best thing that a lot of the smaller bands could do right now is play or is record, write and record and try to get something finished by the time it starts up so that it can get through the, the normal processing of a record, come out in whatever, August, September, once the glut of the first run of shows is, is ending where you can start booking that fall winter type of a tour. Agreed. Well, yeah, to be productive, that's the only pretty much thing. I mean, some bands are trying to like put on concerts where no one's there and they're streaming it, but there's no, I mean, I guess that keeps you engaged with your fans a little bit, but there's no money in that or anything. Yeah. You could do stage it where they tip, they tip after every song. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because, uh, you know, even a, a lot of the podcasters that do those super chats on YouTube, and yeah. then people are just handing them money while they talk. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Uh, so it's possible, yeah, the band could get tips, have a tip jar, like something they could actually uh, more specifically have on YouTube for bands. You know? Yeah. It's a possibility, yeah, it's- but... I, I, it, it, I mean, it is, it, it is what it is. It's, you know what? It sucks for musicians. It sucks for all of us. You know, believe me, not, not being a musician at all. And I can tell you for a fact, I wish there was something I could do to come out and play pinball on a video for fucking a camera, because believe me, I, right? I would, I would set up my little, my little tripod and my camera and I'd be sitting there playing dig dug all afternoon for quarters. <laughs> and Dimsy and I just did the commercial for your establishment. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's then, why it then, It's your fault. Fucking virus <laughs> fucks it all up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, well, no. well, Eric, well, 
when, once things uh, settle down and people can go tour again and do you know perform live, if the money was right, would you take the gig and Bobby Blotzer's Bow Wow Wow? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jitsy Pearl's Rat? Uh, no, but I would play with Jitsy Pearl in a second. Right. He's a cool motherfucker, totally. We love Jizzy. Don't get him, don't get me wrong. I don't want to offend Jizzy again, but uh, you know, <laughs> no. it's, we love Jizzy. We are absolute fans of Jizzy Pearl. So. If he was doing some kind of rock review and one of the songs was a rat song in the set, that would, that would be cool. But I, don't, I can't see him ever doing something like that anyway—a rap, whatever tribute or something. But maybe a rock review. But his uh, love hate thing sound pretty good right now. With your pedigree, man, have you thought about contacting somebody like Paul Shortino and jumping on, like, like raiding the Rock Vault or something, even if it's just for a couple of gigs? You know, because you seem like you'd be a good fit, man. I'm more into that. If you asked me that, like, two years ago or earlier, I would have laughed and said, fuck no. But, like, now, <laughs> yeah, I, I would entertain something like that. I think the only thing that I'm not interested in is like doing a full blown tribute, you know, of a right. band, you know. But if any kind of review where you're doing like different songs from different bands, that would be fun, you know, if the right singers were involved. And and yeah, I am open to that. I'm open to anything now. <laughs> anything but having to work a real job, you know. There. Would you be down for doing a um, a tribute to Steel Panther? <laughs> down for doing a tribute to Steel Panther? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I know Ralph digs me. He was nice this past year. He liked the uh, View to a Thrill record. That's well, cool. well, who yeah, doesn't? Man. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> well, he made a cool thing. I was flattered. He, like, in the same day, he, like, uh, made a tweet that his new favorite record to work out to was View to a Thrill. And then he goes, great job, Stephen Piercy and Eric Ferentino. He hashtagged us. And then he sent me an ad on Facebook that day. I was like, holy shit. Wow. Digital accolades. That That is uh, that is great. Yeah, that cheered me up at the time. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris and I come out and see you in person. So, you know, we don't hashtag and tweet. We, we actually, That's right. We actually come out and see you and... You know, well, you're my real bro. Yeah, we, we press the flesh, as it were. I was so happy to see you guys, man. That meant a lot that you came to a fucking Bow Wow Wow concert to see me. Shit. What, you didn't think we were fans? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're fans of me, which that's flattering, man. And uh, But, you know, I know you didn't you know, care about what else was happening that night, but uh, I just appreciated that you came in and talked about us on the on the show man thank you so much sure absolutely all right eric was there anything else you want the fans to know about what's going on with you or anything coming up that uh, they might be interested in or you got any social media that they should check out or anything like that you know yeah i know i'm, I'm pretty lame with the social media i i still just have my facebook eric Ferentino's on there but uh any of the cms fans are welcome to give me an ad on there and I have it open to the public too. They can check out, uh, any, anything I post as far as things coming up. Uh, but right now it's just, it's like you guys talked about writing, writing, writing. I was going to do that anyway. I mean, I, I was probably fortunate to get a tour in this year. You know, it sounded insane to go out in January, February, March, 
but we were like one of the only bands that got the tour, <laughs> you know. So I'm I'm good for a while. Okay. Anyways, so I I am happy to get back in the studio, and uh, I'll be writing more songs with Steven, and we're gonna be meeting up here uh, soon to track more stuff, and I'll also be working uh, with Dinzy, the Bow Wow Wow singer, and maybe even working on some Bow Wow Wow music, you know, because uh, they haven't done anything in thirty years. It's about time. Yeah, but no I will keep yeah I'll keep everybody uh, appraised on that. And in the meantime, let's like nobody panic. Everybody be good to each other. Make sure you got enough toilet paper to go around. <laughs> I just got gifted some toilet paper tonight. I was so I was stoked. One of my friends just handed me a six pack of toilet paper tonight of like big big rolls. <laughs> but you're in heaven now, dude. You should put that shit right on eBay for twenty dollars a roll. Right now, right? Yeah, the double rolls. They are the <laughs> these are huge rolls. Actually, uh, Kirkland. They're like Kirkland yeah. uh, brand. Big boys. All right. <laughs> All right, Eric. Well, uh, you know, I'll let you uh, pick a song to take us out of the. You know, take us out of this little chit chat of ours. I thought maybe you might pick something off of Smash or something from the latest View to a Thrill, and yeah, maybe tell... how about how about uh, you only live twice. Okay, tell us a little story about that. A little story about you only <laughs> twice. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was Steven just going full Bond. You know, I mean, it was a Bond-driven record. Uh, I mean, it's it's fun to pick out all his references uh, for there uh, that he throws in the, all the songs on the record. But I'd have to think about the, the lyrical content all right. of Mr. Piercy on that one. But it's a kick-ass song, just the groove. I just like it musically, really. Okay, perfect. All right, go <laughs> check out uh, Eric over at his Facebook. Let him know you heard him here on the Classic Metal Show. Go check him out when you see him out on the road, perhaps with Bow Wow Wow, perhaps with Stephen Piercy, perhaps with uh, Jizzy Pearl's Rat or something. But uh, anyway. Or the Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> Say hello to to him at at your next uh, Masons meeting, and That's right. uh, <laughs> all right. Well, here it is. This is uh, this is uh, from View to a Thrill, Stephen Piercy solo with uh, "You Only Live Twice," featuring our good friend Eric on guitar. So here it is. It's "You Only Live Twice" exclusively here. What, Eric? On the Classic Metal Show. <laughs> <laughs> 